0: of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Happy New Year 2021. Yes, we are live today on New Year's Day. Definitely couldn't miss a show and didn't want to leave our audience hanging. So we are here as always. And I hope you guys had a blessed night. Hope you had some fun. I shot some fireworks off with the kids last night. They had an absolute blast with that. And I took my wife out for dinner at a restaurant called Scarpa's in Lakeland. Really, really good restaurant. They have a lot of organic food there. And you know, they don't harass me about a mask or anything. They don't say anything about it. But what's interesting is Lana and I were sitting there in the, the corner eating. Or actually talking and I was watching people as they would come in. It's, it's, it's a small restaurant. And Lana was getting mad at me <laughs> because I kept laughing. And she's like, Stop laughing at people. I said, No, I'm not going to stop laughing at people. I said, why in the world are we sitting here, and people are putting on their mask at the door. I'm watching them put their mask at the door. They're walking 10 feet to their table. They're sitting down, and then they're taking off their mask again. I said, is this like the big, bad area through this hallway right here? Like this, you walk through the hallway, you got COVID. You're at your table. No, you you go force field around you guys. You got to understand that. You walk through the hall, definitely COVID. You sit down at your table, force field. Doesn't work any better than that. And I was just giggling, and she was getting all frustrated. I mean, I said, you know, how compliant are so many people? What's funny is the entire time we were there, I only saw four people that walked in besides us that didn't have a mask on and then take it off when they got to the table. And, you know, this is a small restaurant. We're all circulating the same air. We don't have an independent AC system for each table. We're all the same. And our server came up, and he won't wear a mask, so that he has to wear a face shield. Because he's like, I will not wear a mask. And so we were talking to him, and I said, when are they going to stop with all this crap? And he goes, I don't know. I don't know. He goes, there's no mandate in Polk County. There's no mandate in Lakeland. There's nothing. He goes, I, I'm over it. He's like, that's, he goes, I will not wear a mask. He's like, so they told me I have to wear a face shield. And I said, doesn't it find it be odd to everybody else that, you know, we all congregate like this. We all go to restaurants. We all do this. And we're shoulder to shoulder eating. And somehow we're not all dead in the street the next day from COVID. And he goes, the other question he goes, you have to ask Austin, he goes, where are all the dead homeless people? I said, yeah. I said, they're still running around outside no standard of care, no vitamins, you know, eat and drink crap pretty much and they're living outside in the elements and they're still running around asking for money. They said Skid Row over in California is getting bigger. They don't have piles of dead bodies every day. They have to go scrape off the sidewalks. not happening. So if COVID is so deadly and so contagious and is spreading through the entire country like a wildfire and they think we need to continue to shut everything down why in the world don't we have hundreds of thousands of dead homeless people in every single city piling up it's just a million dollar question I thought I would add but anyways, hope you guys again had a blessed New Year's how are you doing today dad on this wonderful New Year's Day
1: also doing absolutely wonderful. And, you know, it was funny because yesterday Sharon and I went and we ate at a restaurant over in basically Ybor City, which is a suburb of Tampa, and really good Greek food. In fact, if you're on our ST Bro or Instagram account, we, you know, we sent you a picture from there. And it was funny to me because they have like a sidewalk cafe in front of the restaurant, you know, right on the street. And there's like a little trail. You have to walk through the, you know, the the, the tables on the street, which I don't really want to sit out there because of. A lot of strange people walk by. And and what was funny about it was I started laughing. And she says, why are you laughing? And I said, watch. I said, the people on the sidewalk, we had a whole group of people come walking through. And they like, you know, like 30 of them. And they were all wearing masks. And the people at the tables were not wearing masks. They're literally inches away. And I said, do you realize how stupid this is? I said, the people at the tables are not wearing masks, but the people walking by them are wearing masks. And I said, that means the people that are walking by them are breathing the air of the people at the tables. I said, stupid. And then the other thing that I was absolutely amazed by, and I'm going to – this is, this is going to be funny. You guys are going to think this is – like, well, well, you may not I think it's funny, but I think it's funny. Is that the amount of gay people there in Ybor City, I mean, it was almost, you know, like more gays than straights. And some of them were really gay, and some of them were less gay. And and finally, I told Sharon, I said, if they're going to prance down the sidewalk like this and show off their gayness, we need to get some of those cards, like one to ten one being the least gay, 10 being the most gay, and we need to hold the card up in the air as they walk by to let them know what kind of gay rating they should get. It was that bad. How I do mean, you guys go? Well, this is ridiculous. It'd be like, you, know, you see these people dive off these diving boards. Oh, they got a 7.8. They got an 8.5. They got a 2.0. This one got a 10. And it was like, it was ludicrous. I mean, it was so ludicrous. Some of these guys were walking by, and they were like, Number 10 gays, and other ones were like number 1 gays, and I'm thinking to myself, where are all the straight guys? Where are all the straight (laughs) alpha males? And Bobby, I looked at Sharon, and a group of alphas walked by with their girlfriends. And of course, none of them had a mask on. And oh my gosh, hard and cold were the looks of those. In the vicinity of those who chose not to wear a mask, and it was so funny. Uh, yesterday, after we left the gay parade over there at Ybor City, we went to the <laughs> Whole Foods place. <laughs> we went to Greenwise in Lakeland, and, uh, and we were sitting. Obviously, we were sitting at the register checking out. And this lady looks at me and she's like, you know, five feet away from me. She's across from runway one, one register. I'm at the other one. And she looks at me and she sees I have a, don't have a mask on. She goes, she goes, Ooh! She like almost screwed. She made audible, like groan, like, oh my God. And she checked out and she literally pushed and ran. She ran, pushing the cart out into the parking lot wearing her mask. And I looked at her and I thought, that's really odd. But she was so terrified that I wasn't wearing a mask. Now, you think about that for a second. You know, Sharon and I aren't wearing a mask. She's got a mask on, yet she feels as though she's completely and totally vulnerable because Sharon and I, how dare the peasants not wear a mask. And and this is the problem that I've got with all of this. You know, we're in a situation right now, Austin, where, you know, we're really building a huge divide in the country of the people that want to wear masks and those who don't. And, and the problem with this is this. You know, we don't like it when people wear masks. We don't. I mean, Because we're like, this is ridiculous because of bacterial pneumonia and everything else. But it's not like something we're going to go fuss at everybody because they don't have a mask on. But some of these guys who wear the mask, they get really angry if you're not wearing a mask. And so it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Oh, by the way, you know, I have never liked Pence as, an, as, as basically the vice president. And now Pence is asking a judge you know, to reject Gomert's lawsuit, asking that the vice president should be able to interfere with the electoral college count. And you think, what the heck does that mean? Well, it's, it's an interesting article. In other words, Pence is trying to step away from what's happening here and not be involved in Trump's, how should I say, contesting of the election. Now, we all know that Trump won. I mean, that, that's done. The problem is now Pence doesn't want to take a stand. Why? Because Pence is pretty much posturing himself to do a 2024 run for president of the United States. Just let you guys know that. But the vice president, Mike Pence's lawyers, asked a federal judge Thursday to reject a request from Representative Louis Gohmert of Texas that attempts to force Pence to ignore electoral votes of several key states when Congress meets to certify the 2020 presidential election next week on the 6th. Pence argues that the legal issues raised by Gohmert along with the slate of Arizona Republicans should be addressed to the House and Senate if they should be raised at all. Gohmert's lawsuit is a last gasp attempt by Republicans to persuade Pence to interfere. Well, they're not trying to persuade Pence. they trying to force Pence to interfere with the, direct, the declaration of President-elect Joe Biden's victory and flip the election to the Donald Trump. Now, th- now this, this is interesting that Pence would do this. I mean, this but It's all political theater again. Because quite frankly, I spoke to my attorney this morning, and he's a constitutional scholar. His name's John Parvin, brilliant, brilliant man, genius IQ could qualify for Mensa. And it, it's interesting. He says, he says, Ted, it doesn't make any difference. We've got like 140 House members out of the 400 or so House members that are voting, that are coming in and protesting this. If they even do it, if that many even show up, he says it's, it's going to take a majority vote. He says they don't have it. And the Senate certainly doesn't have it. He says it's not going to make any difference. He says this election's over. He said the, the analogy he used is kind of like when Hitler burned the Reichstag in '33, and they, enabled, they put the Enabling Act in, which was basically a you know, you know, Patriot Act was based on that, and they basically made Hitler you know, fewer because this Reichstag had been bor- burned. He goes once that happened and Hitler was made fewer, there was no going back. And this is the same thing with Biden right now. They've, they've, they've gotten through this. This should have been handled via the courts. And it should have been handled via the state legislatures. And it should have been handled at a lot of different levels. But the reality is it wasn't. And so trying this last-ditch throw here isn't going to make one difference. Now, I've had so many of you guys, I mean, literally, overwhelmingly, have contacted me. We are so happy. I mean, I mean a lot of people that you in Austin are not going to D.C., This thing may turn into a false flag kill box, is one of the comments, that happened in Vegas. I mean, it could be a major, major false flag happening in D.C. on the 6th to try to precipitate martial law. And you guys don't need to be involved in any of this. And if there was a legitimate way to make this get fixed, and a legitimate way to correct the election woes that just happened with Trump winning this election... Those days are pretty much past us at this point, according to my attorney and a lot of other constitutional scholars. And Mike Pence is just trying now to salvage his own political career. Now, what was interesting about this is – and i got to bring this – since I'm doing the <laughs> – since I'm doing a gay show this morning, I think I'll go ahead and do one more thing. The guy who wrote this article is from CNN. His name's Dan Berman. Now, I wouldn't normally cover this, but i got to cover this. Now, Dan Berman married a woman, supposedly a woman, I guess she's a woman, named Carrie Voss. Now, I didn't know if she's a woman or not. Well, I mean, and they say, well, why do you don't know if she's a woman or not? Well, it, you know, it's interesting because Berman and Voss met each other while participating in a drag show at Harvard. Now, I can't make it up, guys. I can't make it up. Berman and Voss met while participating in a drag show at Harvard. Carrie Voss and John Berman met while attending Harvard University in the mid-1990s. They were both members of the Hastings Pudding Theatricals. And, you know, Bergman joined the theater club as an actor, and Voss worked on costuming, and they, the show they first worked together on was a drag show. I mean, I, like to, I really am happy to know that our major college institutions have drag shows. I really want you to know that. Bergman told the magazine that he was being interviewed by, I'm one of the few people who can say they met their wife while doing a drag show. So now here's the question that I have. This is the question. Is Carrie Voss a male or female? Now, I think that's a legitimate question. Now, John Bergman is married, and of course, if if it was a male, if it was a transgender, I don't think these two would really care. And their children are basically kept out of social media as far as ever having photos of them. So we don't know if the photos look like this woman or this man or this whatever. But when you tell me you met your wife at a drag show, let me ask you a question. Does it seem to indicate that if she was a transgender, if she was a crossdresser, if she was, you know, a guy, that nobody would be surprised? So I would also mention that because it's really skewed against Donald Trump in this article that was written on CNN by this guy about Pence's lawsuit trying to stop this thing with the judge. So all of this stuff is weird. And so it goes right back to the hermaphroditic agenda that I talked to you guys about that nobody else seems to care about. I do actually think it's ridiculous, but it is what it is now. That's why we've got so many people to the point that I need to put up cards to grade the gays walking down the sidewalk at Ybor City yesterday. And you think, well, gosh, Ted, is it that bad? Well, you know, it's not just Ybor City. I'm not picking on Ybor City because I like the restaurant. It's a great restaurant that we went to yesterday. It's the fact that almost every major city has a very large percentage now of transgenders, of gays, homosexuals, people who aren't really quite certain of their identity. They could be a he, she, or an it, or a sponge, or an octopus today, I guess. And this is what we've promoted in the United States. We've actually promoted a group of people now to a higher level of protection that, have the ability to kind of morph into whatever they want to be, kind of like a hermaphrodite, which again of course is the goal that I guess these guys are wanting to do, and it just seems so odd to me that this guy met his, I guess his wife, whatever it is, male or female at a drag queen show at Harvard. (laughs) What do you think about this, Austin? I I mean,
0: it's, it's not surprising. I mean, you see a lot of this stuff. I mean, it's, it's not surprising at all. And one thing that I was going to bring up on top of that is I've had multiple people now, and I've also seen this on social media. Now, I've not been able to verify this about the wild protest on January 6th that's going on, but I have now been told that one of the individuals that basically is trying to host the rally is essentially a very, very left pro-gay conservative, if that even makes sense, and now apparently, this is what I've been told, now apparently, they are now going to be also having a MAGA transgender rally at the same rally now. Now, whether or not it's integrated in the whole thing, whether or not it's going to be throughout the whole program, I have no idea. But that has not surprised me one bit, as you can see a lot of times when stuff like this happens, especially in such a liberal area, you're going to have facets of groups that try to hijack what's really going on and try to make it all about their agenda instead of actually really what the entire thing was supposed to be about that I was supporting. And now it's, it's dissolved into some weird show they're doing up there now is originally was the thievery of an election. That's, that's the whole reason that I was supporting it originally, and the more I keep talking to people, and the more people that are going up there and finding out about it, it's turning less and less of a protest about the thievery of an election, and more about people's agendas that they want to push in D.C., and that's not at all what I was supporting up there, so I thought I would just add that in there as well. Also, too, this is interesting, if you guys see now, Lynn Wood, who's basically a, a pro-Trump attorney, put out Couple tweets last night, and it's funny because it, when I saw it, I was like, "Is this fake?" And then it, I looked at it, and not, it's not. He basically claimed last night that Jeffrey Epstein's alive, and what's interesting, he brought up the topic told you of yeah, he brought up the topic of Justice Chief Justice John Roberts. And he discussed the illegal adoption of two young children from Wales through Jeffrey Epstein. And he goes on, this is what he says in the tweet, he goes I think we can all agree that Epstein knows pedophiles. If only Jeffrey Epstein was alive that would be something. I'm fully aware in the next tweet he goes, I'm fully aware of the onslaught of attacks being made against me based on my revelations about Chief Justice Roberts. Because what he also brought up in, he goes on here and discusses the aspect. He goes, "Uh, Chief Justice Roberts, are you recorded discussing Justice Scalia's successor before his death? Number two, are you a member of any club or cabal requiring minor, minor children as an initiation fee? That's what he said on Twitter last night. And he goes, before attacking me, maybe fair-minded people would first ask Roberts to actually speak up and tell the truth, or ask Jeffrey Epstein. He is alive. Now, I don't have no idea as far as I can't verify that Jeffrey Epstein's alive. Let me clarify that. This is what Lynn Wood said in a tweet. However, that one tweet it's had over 130,000 likes and like 62,000 comments on it already because everybody jumped on the bandwagon. There were a lot of people slamming him, and then a lot of people were going, we knew it, we knew it, we knew it. Now, whether or not Linwood is accurate, I can't prove that. But one thing that Dad said for the longest time after it happened is, they didn't kill Jeffrey Epstein. A, he didn't commit suicide. B, he didn't kill himself at all see he's alive and one thing about it is and this is what we constantly said about when that whole situation was developing he had too much dirt on too many people to go to prison and way too much dirt to get killed because individuals as high up as he is as far as knowing all types of world leaders and involved in all their deepest darkest sicko secrets they can't kill somebody like that because those kind of guys have dead man switches Meaning, they get killed, they go to prison, they do a full-blown WikiLeaks dump of everything they have. And it's not some, oh, well, it's not a big deal. No, it's videos, it's texts, it's photos of everybody in almost every high-level position all around the world engaged in some type of debauchery that they don't want going public. They don't kill people like that. Would they do it, they make them go away. Because remember, even the photos... On the autopsy, when they brought him in, that his ears were different, his nose was different, his eyebrows were different. In the photo, everybody goes, oh, he was swollen from choking himself. And I'm like, so when you choke yourself, your eyebrows change position and they go up higher on your head? No, I don't think so. But I thought that was interesting, Dad. Lynn Woods now texting that Jeffrey Epstein is alive and he's calling out G- Chief Justice John Roberts. Uh, you, you think there's any, uh, any any reality
1: to what he's talking about? Well, you know, Austin, I've told you to start with Mossad doesn't kill Mossad. In the in the body on that stretcher, they showed a nose profile. See, how can I say this? Jeffrey Epstein, the original Jeffrey Epstein, had a nose job because he had a he had a he had a big beak, you know, beak. He had a nose. I mean, he had like a landing strip for mosquito hawks. I mean, it was ridiculous. And you know, and he had his nose fixed because you know he was all about cosmetic surgery and dating younger girls and raping younger girls, I guess you could say. He really wasn't dating anybody. And and what ended up happening is he got his nose fixed. And, you know, and basically was cosmetically changed. Well, the, the body on the autopsy still had a beak and a hook in his nose. I mean, so there was really no... Saying that you know it was the same person, it can't be, and the same thing with the earlobes were about different, and so it wasn't the same person. I've been telling you guys this since this supposed death took place, you know, over a year ago now, because they don't kill each other. Mossad does not kill Mossad. I mean, Mossad gives everybody hero welcomes. Look what just happened this week when we have a major spy who's been in prison for thirty years comes back, Mossad. And basically comes back to Israel and Benjamin Yahweh meets him and they have a big parade and big celebrations for him because they don't kill each other. They're very, very, very tribal and they support each other. I gotta give them credit for that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, you know, it's like black folks. I love it with black folks. Black folks are so about other blacks. If you see a black person break down on the interstate, there's like four or five cars with black people stopping to help them. I've seen it so many times because they support one another and I really really like that and white people used to be like that until we became the most discarded hated group of people on the planet and everybody hates white people because they're white and we're being basically forced to deny our whiteness and having classes being taught about white privilege and how horrible it is and so whites are like being ashamed of being white well I'm not ashamed of being a white person I like being a white person if I was a black I'd be like being a black person if I was Jewish I'd like being Jewish if I was Hispanic, I like being Jew, you know, So Hispanic. I don't care about that. Why do you care? God doesn't make junk. Everybody's created God's image. Now, the person can become pretty horrible. They can start doing all kinds of weird things and, you know, sacrificing idols and doing all kinds of crazy, nutty stuff. But that doesn't mean God wants them to do that. He gives you a very specific set of guidelines to follow in the Old Testament and in the New Testament about what we're supposed to do. So that doesn't mean that we're supposed to go out and do horrible things. I'm, I can say to you that God loves everybody because he basically has this love that he has because you know, you're his children. But he doesn't like a lot of people. And I've mentioned this before to you. It's like when you're a parent and you've got four kids. You, know, you kind of go through phases. You love the kids when they're little. Then they become teenagers. And some of them do pretty good through the teenage years. Some of them go hardcore, sideways, awful. And you start getting to the point where you still love them, but you're kind of like, I've had enough of this person. I am done forget it i'm waiting for the year 18 to arrive and i'm gonna go ding dong the brat is gone i'm out Right. and so then later on if that child really was trained right in most cases they'll come back to what they know they need to do and it just is what it is and see the biggest problem that we have is that everybody thinks that god accepts everybody from every place for everything no matter what they do or how they live it's not true every tongue shall Confess that every knee shall bow that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what the Word says, and we need to understand that. If you missed yesterday's show, please listen to it. It's really, really important. But Austin's right, and you know, and Lynn Wood now is coming out and telling you guys the same things that I've been telling you guys. That whole thing with Justice Scalise and the hunting parties he was involved with. Always remember that Nicole Kidman's father was remembered was a member of that night satanic circle ring in Australia and they would go out and they would hunt children for sport human children live human children and then it was being exposed he was a psychiatrist in you know australia and it was being exposed he, he fled the country he was murdered and see this is the kind of groups that run the planet you know behind the scenes the wizards of the warlocks of the witches of the weirdos that's the ones who run it And they're the ones that run Congress. They're the ones that run the judiciary. They're the ones that basically run the international banking cartels and all of these different agencies and groups like the Council on Foreign Relations. And that's not to say that certain members of these groups, like the Council of Foreign Relations, are involved in all of these nefarious, sicko things because they're not. But what ends up happening is they use some people that have really good reputations to be in these organizations to give credibility to the organization, if that makes any sense. In other words, we know we got a real strong Christian here, and he's not a member of any kind of weird secret society, and he's not a Masonic Lodge leader, and he talks about Jesus. And they put him in the middle of this. And then when people look at the organization, they say, well, so-and-so is there. It has to be a good group of people, or he wouldn't be there. Well, he doesn't know what's going on there. And if he does find out, in some cases, they'll leave the Council on Foreign Relations, or they'll leave the United Nations, or they'll leave... The Masonic lodges, which they should have never been in to start with, but the reality is, a lot of people are involved in these things, and they don't realize that the higher levels of these organizations is where all this weird Satanism and Kabbalah stuff happens. You know, I've told you that story with Mancow. He told it on my show, our show a few years ago. He was in San Diego, and he went to. And he was invited to a Babylonian party. A Babylonian party. It was a bit of a big warehouse in the San Diego warehouse district. And he went in and everybody was running around like naked and nude or weird costumes. And there was a nun dressed in a very provocative habit, you know, which is not a real habit. And basically priests that were walking down spiral staircases, you know, with their genitalia exposed in priest outfits. That's the perversion level. All right. I've told you this story. Mancow told you the story. And he turned right around and did by the, before that happened, though, one of the top Hispanic movie stars of all time walked over to him topless and offered herself to him. This is from Mancow, and he told me who the girl was. He didn't say it on the air, but he told me who the girl was personally. And if you know me personally, I've already told you if you've asked me. But the reality is, he got up and walked out. He said, I'm not going to be involved in this. Well, he should have never gone to that to start with. I've told him that. But secondly, the following day, they met him on the street, other members that had been at that party, and told him to keep his mouth shut and never talk about it or he'd be be taken care of. You know, now Mancow... It's no longer on radio. Mancow basically was syndicated on hundreds of stations. You know, Then he asked Donald Rumsfeld, which he doesn't think it has anything to do with it. Mancow told me that. But all of a sudden, he asked Donald Rumsfeld about Building 7, and Donald Rumsfeld denied any knowledge of Building 7. And all of a sudden, that was on national radio. And now Mancow is no longer on any type of over-the-air radio broadcast. Years later, he's now pretty much been forced into a retirement mode. Now, I feel bad for him. Because I was a guest on his show in Chicago dozens and dozens of times, and I never cut any slack on that show at all. And I told everybody when this started with COVID that it was the international banking cartels that had shut the planet down. And I still stand by that. Just like I told you a year and a half ago, was Jeff Repstein was not dead. He did not commit suicide, and they used to body double on that stretch when they took videos of it. You know, just like Bill Clinton and Hillary now, they're saying that the reason that Donald Trump hasn't prosecuted them is because been, they're they very sick and they're dying and they won't be along much longer. Hogwash. Hogwash. They both have killed dead men's switches, too. Just like Jeffrey Epstein did. That's why Hillary Clinton is still breathing air, as sick and weirdo as she is, with all her body doubles. Bill Clinton looks like he's death-walking, walk, death-walking, dead man walking. He's got circles under his eyes that are so dark you can dog on. He needs to start painting him with white paint. He looks awful. But again, he probably has AIDS because of all the sexual encounters he's had with all the weirdo stuff that he's done. So we've got all of these people. I mean, I told you a story about a guy that basically was a pastor at a major mega church with 40,000 members in Atlanta who liked little 16 year old boys and was a pedophile. The pastor was. And finally, a bunch of these boys had enough of it. They sued him, and he ended up dying. And I personally believe that he died of AIDS. So when you have all of these people involved in all these really weird sex acts, a lot of them get really, really sick and have immune system dysfunctions. Bill Clinton looks like he has AIDS. I mean, he looks so unbelievably ill, it's unreal. And they're probably keeping him alive through some type of therapy program using who knows what. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on, especially with the child sacrifices. And adrenochrome, you guys have heard me talk about that before. So... What a bunch of weirdos we've got running this planet. And for the very first time, we're starting to really, really get a good glimpse behind the scenes of what's happening. Uh, Don contacted me this morning and told me, he goes, you know, Ted, I don't think Trump's the guy we thought he was. I'm like, that's right, Don. I've been telling you that for a long, long time. I'm going to say it again. Trump is a paid actor. He is a prop in a movie set. The movie show they're playing for us right now is the the, the abuse of the 2020 election and the, and, the, and the cheating of Joe Biden. Stay tuned for more details. It's the new movie of the month. And that's what we have going right now, guys. It's the new movie of the month to keep the masses contained while they continue to lock us down, inject us with RNA vaccines, spray us with chemtrails, put poison on our food, put poison on our water, and try to create their global cabalist one world order. And I always, always got this other stuff going on around the scenes. As obfuscation to keep the masses entertained to provide them bread and circuses. I'm telling you, like I told you guys yesterday, we decided not to go to D.C. because it won't make a difference unless we create a civil war or unless they do a Reichstag false flag in D.C. and people start bearing arms against the government, which is going to go sideways really, really, really quick with, you know, helicopters that have miniguns. Oh, that's right. We already saw that, didn't we? We saw that in Vegas. Yeah, it works out real bad for the people on the ground. Wow, what a mess. Austin, what do you think, bud? No, no, that's
0: that whole thing in Vegas, that was a whole other strange thing we've talked about before. And uh, also, too, other news. This is interesting. It's kind of funny but sad at the same time. We saw a lot of places all around the country stand up to these COVID restrictions uh, in multiple states, which was good to see. Even in other countries, we saw a huge, some big parties where people basically were gathering and stuff going on. But then I saw something last night. It was, it was humorous, but also disturbing at the same time. I watched the New York ball drop. Allegedly, I guess that's what they called it this year. It was ridiculous. And uh, I was curious. I watched Atlanta last night. I said, I wonder how packed it's going to be. You know, how busy it's going to be. And so what they did was they kept doing aerial shots of New York and they put up the big flailing arm air, you know, flailing arm men things. You see them at dealerships, right? They flip on the thing at the bottom and it's a big like tube. And the guy's got the arms on it and it flails around back and forth all over the place. So they put ones up that were like a yellow skin tone almost. And they literally lined them up all up and down the sidewalks in every direction. So from an aerial shot, it looked like there were actually quite a few people. Not packed, but I'm like Man, there's actually quite a few people there. Well, then they started doing some close-ups a couple times, and they would pan in. And what they did was they set up these flailing-arm balloon men. They were flailing around all over the place, and then they had little corrals. And there would be anywhere from two to three people in each corral. And it was like a little prison cell. And people were in there and they had their little mask on and their little badge on and their little hat on. And they were all excited for New Year's. You could tell it was all staged. They were paying people to be there because all of them had either like Planet Fitness shirts or some other dumb advertisement on. And I looked at it and I just started laughing. And then, you know, about 10 feet over, they'd have another little corral. And there'd be like two people standing in it with, you know, their little shirts on and their little mask on. And I looked at Atlanta and I just started laughing. I said, wow, wow. How far has America fallen? This is now our New Year's celebration in New York. And I mean, in the rest of it, once you saw the close up, there was nothing but just flailing armed balloon men everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, thousands of them. Probably, if not, if not hundreds, if not thousands. All over the place in every direction. And I went, This is what they want the new America to be. I guess this is what they're trying to do. And so again, I encourage everybody. You know, be safe. Obviously, last night you know have a party, do what you want. This is America. Free men don't ask permission. I've said that for years, and I've said that all year long as well. Free men don't ask permission. You don't ask permission to go outside with a mask off. You don't ask permission to keep your business open. You don't ask permission to walk into a store freely, unmolested by a face diaper. You don't ask permission for that. Free men don't ask permission. Slaves ask for permission. And this is exactly what they're trying to instill in everybody is that slave mindset where you have to go in and you have to ask permission to do this. Also, to another news, a health masters related. Want to let everybody know. A lot of people were asking me, you know, what is one of the best things you can do as a kind of a New Year's detox? I got, I've got a lot of emails that over the last couple days, and I had another customer I talked to last night. And she was trying to basically to get back in better shape, lose a little bit of body fat. And, you know, typical New Year stuff. But, again, I mean, if that's how you want to do it and that's a great goal to get in shape at the beginning of the year. And I told her, I said, one of the best things you can do is start on the GHI cleanse. Now, you can do it either as a supplement product. And a lot of people have tried our GHI cleanse. Essentially, it's it's a protein powder. From uh, organic pea and rice, and then it's loaded basically with nutrients that support gastrointestinal function and balanced detoxification. So, what it stands for: GHI, gastrointestinal hepatic inflammatory cleanse. So, what it's designed to do is remove toxins from the body and at the same time reduce inflammation. Inflammation is what causes a lot of health issues that can expand further on. And one of the biggest issues people have is their digestive system becomes essentially plugged up. You know, the bowels and the colon have way too much toxins in them. And whether or not you eat clean, which definitely makes a huge difference, but we still get exposed to pesticides, herbicides, all these toxins. Now, obviously, staying away from the high fructose corn syrup and the food coloring and the GMOs and the aspartame and the list goes on, staying away from those does incredibly good at keeping your body clean. But even at that, there's still things that get in your body. And so the GHI cleanse is an incredibly good product for that to really help detoxify the body and like I said I've done this multiple times where I'll go on a two or three day GHI cleanse fast where all I use is that product use large amounts of water drink the shake if you have any blood sugar issues what you can do is you can chop up some apples whole apples chop them up and throw them in the blender with the GHI cleanse and that gives you also not only more fiber but it also gives you a little bit of natural sugar to help keep your blood sugar stable if you're not used to fasting like that for a couple of days but I'm gonna be putting that product on sale this weekend and uh, do probably a real big blast on it I think just because I like it when people really detox at the beginning of the year just myself in general I think it really starts everything out and it's a very important part if you're gonna start eating clean are dieting or getting in the gym and eating better and losing weight getting the bowels cleaned out and detoxifying the kidneys and the liver are an ex- very very important part of starting that because if you start going in you start trying to diet and clean out but you really haven't detoxed is it going to work yeah but the body's much more efficient much more healthy and much more apt to process body fat and lose weight and get back in better shape if it's cleaner and detoxified what do you think about that dad what do do you want to add anything on that
1: Oh, yeah. I've got a pastor who's a friend of mine at a major church. I mean, he's got a huge membership, like 40,000 people one of the largest churches in the country. And every year, starting January the 1st, he goes on a detox for like 21 days. And his primary product that he uses during the detox is GHI cleanse. I mean, it's that good of a product. It's got us, it's got it's – I bet there's over 50 different ingredients in that product. I haven't counted, probably more. And it's a phenomenal product. It's, it's probably one of the best products that Health Masters makes. It's that good for inflammation and for cleaning out the intestinal tract and for getting the kidneys and the liver and everything functioning properly again. I mean, you could go on a complete and total GHI fast and like Austin said, throw a couple of apples in the blender with it. You know, probably eat three or four apples a day with it. And it'll keep your blood sugar pretty stabilized and you feel pretty good. And you will really clean yourself out. Now, you may feel kind of funky for the first couple of days, which is normal on a fast, because your body's cleansing itself and it's replacing cells. And everything is basically being fed properly without putting a bunch of junk through. So it's a really good protocol. I'm going to go ahead and tell Austin to throw that thing on a flash sale today and over the weekend. And so you guys can really, you know, give you a big discount on it because quite frankly, I really want you guys to stay healthy because it's that good of a product. It's GHI cleanse. I think we've got some extra vanilla in the inventory, so we'll go ahead and just make it for the vanilla product itself, so you guys can really, really enjoy it. That way, if you want to throw some strawberries in with it or something else, you can flavor it any way you want to flavor it. And since you're using it for a, a really good cleanse, it's better to use the vanilla portion of that. So it's a great, great product, and yes, absolutely Austin, we will do that. Austin said something yesterday, and I want to go back to this, because I did this and I wanted to really, really let you guys do it yourselves. He said you could pick any number of new cases on Google or the search engines. Example, if you put 888 new cases and you put it into your search bar, it tells you that there are 888 new cases of COVID. If you put 777 new cases or 666 new cases or 8,231 new cases, any number with the term new cases and just hit search, there will be specific stories linked to that exact number. It's, this is pure information manipulation. It is pure propaganda. So let's go to the, I'm going to do it real quick while I've got you on the phone. And I've got you on the show this morning. And we're going to go ahead. I'm just going to make a number. We're going to go you know, 8,942 new cases. I just, I'm just gonna, I just picked a random number. Does that make any difference? And I, and I, and I go at 8,942 new cases, and I hit search. And all of a sudden, I look at the thing, and it says, oh, my gosh, Florida adds another 8,942 new COVID cases breaking. Florida has another 8,942 8, new COVID cases yep. for a record one-day high. Florida reports a record 8,940 new cases in a single day. Okay? It just did that. Now, I just made up the number. So let's change it. Let's change this, and let's do another number. Let's do uh, – one thousand seven hundred and ninety-two, just random. Now I'll make it seventeen ninety-two new cases, and all of a sudden I go search, and it goes boom. Nebraska, January, December the third reports seven hundred ninety-two new COVID cases. Wait a minute, I just put that in. COVID, Bulgaria, seventeen hundred ninety-two new cases, seventeen ninety-two new coronavirus cases reported. Pakistan reports seventeen hundred ninety-two cases reported. And you go, well, that can't be real, Ted. That you guys, you're just this is just crazy. No, let's try, let's try, let's try another one now. I'm doing this on purpose. I'm making a point. Let's make it uh, 3,127 cases, 321,000, 3,127 cases, new cases, search. Boom. We know about the 3,127 confirmed cases of COVID. Trenton, Ohio, a coronavirus update. Nigeria reports, 3,127 cases. Coronavirus in Arkansas, 3,127 cases. It doesn't matter. This is AI, and I wanted to cover this with you. This is AI. AI has been programmed now to come in, and anytime you say new cases with any amount, it wants to go ahead and give you new stories directing you to those new cases. I kid you not. Do it yourself. Pick any number. That's how big of a scam we're living under right now, guys. That's how big of a scam we're living under. Whatever number you pick... AI is going to take care of it. It's going to push it through and give you a bunch of stories on it. that fast, faster than you could possibly type or think, it will show up. That means there's thousands and thousands and thousands of different scenarios, and AI thinks so quickly, it will do it. Now, back to some happy news. Yesterday, I got a, an email and a text in, and it talked about 2020. And it says there are 12 things that we get to consider as we get closer to closing the door on 2020 and welcoming in 21. number one the dumbest thing I ever bought was a 2020 planner (laughs) because you couldn't plan for what happened number two I was so bored I called Jake from State Farm just to talk to someone he asked me what I was wearing I'm not going to comment on that number three 2019 stay away from negative people 2020 stay away from positive people number four the world has turned upside down old folks are sneaking out of their houses and their kids are yelling at them to stay indoors how about that number five this morning, I saw a neighbor talking to her dog. It was obvious she thought her dog understood her. I came into my house, and I told my cat, and then we laughed a lot because people are talking to their pets, right? And it goes <laughs> on and on and on and on. And then finally, never in a million years could I have imagined that I would go up to a bank teller wearing a mask and then ask for money and it's true guys yeah. we, we got to have a little bit of humor with all this stuff guys here's another one i hope the weather is good tomorrow for my for my trip to the backyard i'm getting tired of the living room i mean this is crazy but guys this is see this seems to be the world we're living in now brought to you by the international cabalists and if you dislike them as much as i do you got a good reason awesome what do you think bud no, that 's it it is the thing about
0: the uh the, um, the the mask at the bank it does make me laugh and I, I you guys know i don't I will not wear a mask anywhere I have not, but it is funny to me when i 'll be in the bank and also somebody you know somebody busts up in the front door, boom, they walk in real quick they got a mask on i 'm immediately like going for a pistol. am like, whoa, 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 oh, that's right, we're in 2020, this is normal now. You walk in with a full mask on, and it's okay now, into the bank which uh, before, if you guys remember, bank policy if I'm not mistaken from a legality standpoint you are not allowed to wear a face covering when you walk into a bank, period for obvious reasons and so that's something that's changed now. And I, I saw a meme earlier today, somebody sent me and it was from the Back to the Future, the first one. And you know, when Doc is sitting there in the car and he's showing uh basically uh the guy you know what to do and he goes, pick a year, any year, it doesn't matter. Just do not pick 2020 <laughs> in their back to the future car. And I thought that was uh that was a funny meme that basically came out. Also, too, this is something that's interesting. And uh, now a a a hospital nurse has now been fired at the Advocate Aurora Health Medical Center in Grafton, Wisconsin after they deliberately spoiled 57 vials of Moderna's coronavirus vaccine by intentionally leaving out the over 500 doses to be ruined and thrown out, the hospital officials announced. And at first, you know, I kind of thought about it. And, I mean, obviously it's a big deal. Like, they, they've lost their job now. But I thought about it for a second, and I thought, you know, what if – what if everybody wanted to stand their ground in the hospital and everybody said, "You know what? We're just these, you know, huge freezers that have to be at negative 90 degrees. You know, why don't we just unplug them and see what happens?" And I'm not encouraging that. I'm obviously joking. From a legality standpoint, I don't want anybody getting in trouble. But, you know, this this person kind of stood up for this. You know, obviously they're not about the vaccines. We've seen huge huge amounts of nurses and doctors all over the country come out against the vaccine to basically say, Dude, we're, not, we're not okay with this at all. We're not supporting it. We're not getting it. We're not encouraging it, period. There's a video I saw the other day, and there's dozens of doctors that are basically coming on there and saying, do not get this vaccine. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., you've seen him, do not get this vaccine. And so, again, I encourage everybody, as we start this new year, whatever it it, it entails and whatever it has for us this year. Continue to stay positive. Continue to speak your mind, though, at the same time. Continue to be an American and raise little Americans. No matter what they try to do, no matter what they try to put out of their little hocus-pocus bag of tricks this year, continue to keep the faith in Jesus and continue, again, to stay positive Set goals. Continue to encourage one another. It, it, it was very easy last year to get you know upset and down and mad about stuff, of course. But now, we already know what the game is. We already know what they're playing. There's no more surprise anymore. I mean, they, they got us in March. They got us in March. They said, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve. Everybody needs to shut down. Months shut down. Everything's going to shut down. And we went, okay, okay, okay. You know, we got the black plague that basically came over here. And so that's where I thought, guys, we're the, the gig is up now. We've called it out. We've seen the research, the same stuff that was published on PubMed that I told you guys about that goes into detail and looks at 300 individuals basically that were exposed to asymptomatic individuals that were positive but asymptomatic for four days and there were zero transfers of COVID. Zero. Zero. So again, and this is what I told the server last night, I said, Isn't anybody realize that there is no asymptomatic spread now? So if you're healthy, why are you wearing a mask? If you're sick, why in the world are you out in public? that concept for some reason is eluding a large percentage of the population now, if you're healthy why are you wearing a mask if there's zero asymptomatic spread via the research, if you're sick and you're contagious because you're super symptomatic why in the world are you going out in public even with a mask on anyways stay at home, recover, get your immune system better and you know, fight to, uh, fight another day when you know you get better in a week or so. Hammer the vitamin C. You guys remember what I talked to you guys about the vitamin D that, that Dr. Peter Osborne talked about on Fox the other day. The vitamin D is crucial at keeping the immune system strong, along with the vitamin C with our quercetin in it and the zinc. The zinc stops viral replication multiple ways. That's why zinc is so important in the immune system. That's why people talk about you know, oh yeah, I was sick and I took you a know, handful of zinc and. Boom! I was okay. Yeah, it can do that sometimes. Now, aggressive virus, you want to make sure the rest of your body's up and your immune system strong. But just again, I encourage everybody: continue to stay positive, but also continue to speak the truth that's going on. I know some people they get wrapped up in that whole context. They go, "Oh, this, you're negative. We can't talk about this. We can't talk about anything." And I go, "What, what can we talk about? Oh, The sky's blue. It's, it's good. It's blue. Everything's okay. Everything's positive." Well, yeah, I, I agree. You got to stay positive. You got to keep going on. You got to keep trucking. But on the other hand, too, you got to call it a garden of weeds if it's a garden of weeds. If your whole front flower bed's full of weeds and it's three feet tall, you can't go out there and go, you know what? This is a rose bed now. It's a beautiful rose bed. But you can say that, I guess. It doesn't make it a rose bed, though. And nobody else that comes to your house is going to think it's a rose bed in fact when people walk to your home and they go golly bro you got three feet of weeds you want me to help them pull them no 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 no. these are all roses don't you see the rose bed you go no no. there, there might be one in there at the bottom but i i don't see any that it's it's a bad it's a garden of weeds no 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 it's not a garden of weeds it's a rose bed nah guys you got to call it for what it is stay positive continue to be alive enjoy your life But also, speak the truth, call a spade a spade, call it for what it is, because this political correct culture is ruining the country, and we are allowing it to do it the more we go along with it. Don't be politically correct. Now, of course, don't be running around grossly insulting people for no reason, that's not nice either, but call it for what it is, and continue to stand by your convictions, Dad. What do you think?
1: I think that's really well said. It's like earlier when I was joking about the gay parade over there in Ybor City. I didn't go outside and start yelling at gays. I don't really care about gays, to be honest with you. It's just it was so funny yesterday watching them prance around the sidewalk. Some of them them are pretty funny. It's just that I was asking the simple question is, why are there so many gays in Tampa and Ybor City? And then, of course, you could ask the same question. Why are there so many gays in all the major cities? And so it's really kind of a weird situation to be in when we see – an agenda being promoted that's so divisive. In other words, we've always had gays with us. Now, they never had special protection or special rights. I mean, you know, they didn't have very many rights at all, and Sodom and Gomorrah, that worked out real badly for them, right? But the thing about it is is that, you know, if we're in that culture now that's that acceptable of every type of lifestyle – Okay, that doesn't mean we have to accept it, but we have to be, that doesn't mean we have, to be, we have to be ugly about it, standing out on the streets screaming about it. We have to do that. The same thing is true with transgenders. I mean, that's really weird to me. And if there's, like I said yesterday, if there's a transgender story hour and they're trying to read to my children, I'm going to go protest in front of that because that's just a nightmare. That's just really twisted. But here's the thing. You know, we've got to stand on what the Bible says. And Austin's exactly right about that, about looking at the good things. We've got to try to do our best, as far as Christians, to walk in love with people. Now, that doesn't mean we need to walk in sin. But it means we need to be trying to be as positive as we possibly can and think on the good things. And when you see somebody, you know, you say, you're a homosexual, you're going to hell. You You don't do that. You say, look, have you heard about Jesus? You know, Jesus could really, really change your life. Jesus could really do things for you that you never imagined. As far as from a relationship standpoint, Jesus could fix anything in your life that's wrong. You know that's the way you talk, and you talk to them like that. You don't go around and start screaming and yelling and cussing at them. It didn't do any good. Austin's right. You don't do that because number one, they'll know you that you're my disciples because you love one another. That doesn't mean you accept the lifestyle. That's what I talked about yesterday pastors can't be accepting the lifestyle of a homosexual in their church and bringing them in as if they're a Christian and they're not living in that lifestyle without telling them they have to change that's what the problem has happened in our churches so in other words we don't hang out with people that have basically chosen alternative lifestyles that are contrary to what the word of God says but we need to try to mentor them if we see them and talk to them years ago there was a guy who was a cachet and he was basically a gay guy And really nice guy was a clothing store in the the mall in Orlando. And I was always courteous to him, but I always try to talk to him about Christ and about Jesus and about everything else. Why was I doing that? Well, number one, he was a nice guy. And number two, I really was trying to help him. So that's how we need to approach this. Screaming and yelling and cussing and carrying on doesn't do any good. But the reality is, not doing anything and accepting that lifestyle, that doesn't do any good either. That's not okay. Not to stand in judgment over them, but to stand... With the Word of God, and make sure that when we do decide to say something, it's based on what Scripture says, and that way they can understand that. I remember one time I was on a talk show. I think it was up in uh, it was some place. Uh, I think it was up in like Indianapolis, and the guy said on the air, he said B- basically the homosexual agenda is basically it's okay in the New Testament. I said no, it's not. I said it's very specific in the New Testament. So he asked me to give him the verses on the air, by the way, and I did on the air. As far as what it said of the New Testament. Now, mind you, I never got invited back on that show. <laughs> but but I did I did explain to him the best I possibly could. So that's the thing we need to do. Because remember something, guys. You know, grace is a gift that God gave us. Grace is sufficient for all of us. Grace is here to help us when we don't hit the mark. You know, in the old Roman days, you know, there was like a target and in the very first target in the middle said sin one then there was a sin two then a sin three and a sin four and a sin five that's how they labeled how well you shot the target with a bow and arrow and basically sin is missing the mark that god set for you in the bible as far as how we're supposed to live and how we're supposed to act now the bible says we should we should continue to willfully sin after we've received the knowledge of the truth then he says by no means we died to sin how can we live in any longer That's the point I'm trying to make here. None of us are good enough that we're not going to sin. If you took the best Olympic swimmer in the world and the best, you know, high school swimmers in the world, the top 100 swimmers in the world, and they left San Diego and they were going to swim to Hawaii, they would all die. Nobody's going to make it to Hawaii. You're not good enough to do that. That's kind of like living a perfect life, which Christ did for us. So he could be our sin offering. So we could take our place with what we did wrong. So we could reconcile us, transform us back to God. We've talked about that many times on the show. See, so this is what we have to understand. All of us have sinned. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us need a savior. It doesn't matter if you're gay, or you're basically a good person, or whatever you are. We all need to accept Jesus Christ and then what will happen is the Holy Spirit will come into that person or into you or anybody who's listening right now, and they'll change you from the inside out. You'll be different. And that's what we need to strive for, that we all retain a relationship and maintain a relationship with the Most High through Christ. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much, too. I have not yet had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. I'll pray for you guys in just a few minutes. You guys are absolutely awesome. And Happy New Year to everybody. Also, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Yes, absolutely,
0: guys. And again, thank you so much for the continued support of Health Masters. Uh, be sure to check out the product of the week, the B Complex. Incredibly good product. If you guys have tried it, you know what it is. Our methylated B vitamin on sale for product of the week. And I'm getting the GHI cleanse updated. Ted and I were basically. I was texting him and um, let him know the GHI cleanse vanilla. We've got a big shipment of that back in again because that's such a big seller. I'm going to put it on sale for a New Year's weekend blast for 40% off, which is that's pretty much I'm, I'm dumping it at that. But I like it when everybody gets to detox first thing in the year and really start the year off right to get back in shape. And so, again, I'm going to throw that on the front page of the website. That will be up in a little bit. And also, too, if you want to take advantage of the sale, New Year, N-E-W-Y-E-A-R, no spaces. Super simple, new year, 5% off coupon, store-wide on all regular price products on the website at healthmasters.com. So again, thank you so much for the support of Health Masters. Thank you for making us your number one stop for all your supplement needs. And feel free to give us a call Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, if you have any questions today. I have some of the staff here, but I think we're going to end up cutting out early just because uh, it's it's pretty slow. And found out the post office and UPS is picking up, so we're getting packages buttoned up, and uh, we'll probably go take the post office boxes into the mail tomorrow to make sure they all get out as fast as possible. So again, thank you for the support. Have a blessed night. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you again on this show Monday, as always.